0: Hello and welcome back to Nesting with the Early Birds. This is Shannon Early, hostess of the Early Birds podcast, and today is going to be a great day for you. All of you moms that are stuck inside your house, thrust into homeschooling during COVID, I have got a guest that is going to encourage you and make you understand that this is totally possible for all of you. All right, guys, stay tuned, get cozy, pour some coffee or a glass of wine. And let's get to it. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in, you all. Seeing these numbers growing, all of these viewers growing, seeing that there's different moms out there that are taking the time to hear what I have to say, hopefully to be encouraged. You guys, that is so amazing. Thank you so, so much. Today, I have a super-duper special guest. For all of you home mamas or home dadas, whoever you are, all of those caregivers of the home that are thrust into homeschooling because of the coronavirus pandemic, I have the person for you. This lady not only started homeschooling four years ago while overseas in Singapore, but she continued it through being overseas in Japan, through a move back to America, and a move to her final home where we sit now in Virginia This lady not only has three children, which, by the way, she began homeschooling when she had three of them, four and under, which that didn't scare this lady. Instead of being scared, that lady was like, besides homeschooling and being overseas, why don't I also become a sales rep for Rodan and Fields? For some of you that might know, maybe you don't, Rodan and Fields is actually one of the leading dermatological skincare companies out there right now. Their products are tried and true. And for all you lucky gals and gents that are listening, keep your ears tuned because we will have a way for you to earn a discount. All right, guys, I would like to welcome warmly my
1: friend, Emily Peterson. Yay! Thank you, Shannon. It is so awesome that you are interviewing me today. It's such an honor. And I'm really excited about your podcast. I've listened to a few of them and they're pretty cool.
0: Thank you. I like them too. It's actually been super duper fun. We were talking a little bit before we started recording about how being a mom and homeschooling and kind of feeling stuck, it's great to have that
1: outlet. Yes, exactly. Like for your business or something that you work on. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between just being busy and involved in all the things and there is to have something that you're putting your heart into. Yeah, like I call that like a passion project. Oh, that's a good one. Something that you're working on, and it's really important for your kids to see that too. That's true to see that. Oh, wait, mom is like a human being; she's not a walking like breast. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) not she's not there to serve and care for me solely. Yeah, just all by itself. And and um, I think they see that because whenever I mean, I grew up with um, my dad was a farmer and my mom was a teacher, and they worked really hard
0: dude that is so america yeah <laughs> like a frontiers
1: woman family that's so
0: cool wait a minute a fa- yeah. what kind of
1: farmers he uh, well we had a hogs at the time my dad was a hog farmer um he, whenever i went to college he got rid of the hogs and it was just grain so corn beans sometimes
0: Dude, I've yeah. never spoken with a farmer's daughter
1: in my whole life. So. <laughs> this is
0: a <laughs> Forget the podcast about homeschooling. We're talking about beans
1: and corn, guys. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. And your mom was a teacher? Yeah, she's a speech pathologist. So they bur- they both worked a lot, but but they worked really hard to be there for us, too. I mean, as much as they could. And I was never I I tell my mom this like all the time. I, I was never Sad that she couldn't be at home and at all the field trips or Aww. all the sports events. Like I was really proud of my mom.
0: Oh, how her- do you think she instilled that into you versus the opposite feeling of kids feeling like they're the center of the world kind of thing, you know? Yeah,
1: they um they cared about their jobs. They cared about what they were doing and they talked about it openly at the dinner table. Like, mom would come home and talk without using names about the kids and the cases and the, you know, um, the things. And dad would talk openly about farming and how it was all going. And I felt like I was a part of it. And it was a family goal. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think that totally carries into homeschooling. Yeah. because Family goal, dude. Yeah, you're creating a culture of learning at home. The family goal is to learn and live and grow together.
0: Definitely. Girl, that's amazing. You're 100% right, especially when your husband's even like, you know, supports you 100% and, you know, you and your kids love being with each other. Remembering that it's a goal Mm -hmm. sometimes can help remember, okay, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint.
1: And today sucks, but that's okay. (laughs) It's really funny you said, like your husband supports you 100% because actually Mm -hmm. when we first got married and I wanted to stay home, like we like had these conversations right we didn't even have kids yet but i was like i want to stay at home and um, my sister was homeschooling i have an older sister she was homeschooling she made it look really awesome and really fun it's like i want to homeschool my husband was not on board with that he was like um no yeah i want you to work and we're not doing homeschool
0: did he feel like it was like a weirdo kid kind of thing
1: yeah i i don't think he could imagine it the way it is now there's People, there's just such a stereotype still, Uh, even though there's more homeschoolers now than, like, ever before.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, Richmond, Virginia is, like, a banging community for homeschoolers because there's, like, big groups of
1: secular homeschoolers and Christian. It's, like, really anything. But, no, whenever I hear that, though, whenever we moved here, because we've been in this house in Virginia for a year now um a year in september and whenever we moved in and yeah we're a homeschool family introducing ourselves to our neighbors and they're like yeah home uh virginia is the biggest homeschool state that's That's, interesting yeah i was like oh wow that's crazy well and
0: we have a lot of like i think he what is home educators (laughs) association of virginia um they work really hard on keeping our our rights and our legal you know freedom so that's cool
1: i appreciate that Because we actually looked into
0: moving to Spain and their homeschooling was no. Like when we would talk about that we want to homeschool our kids, the people looked at us like we had, they looked at us like we had seven eyes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like what, they they literally would say things like, well, who's going to teach your children? Mm -hmm. Like they just could not comprehend it. So for you, was it
1: similar to that yes. when you were overseas? Yes, very much so. Um, I will say, so we moved away in, to Singapore, and um, I was nine months pregnant with our third when we moved. I mean, it... it nine was, months pregnant? Yes. because So with my other two, um, I was late and, like, on time with the delivery. Like, the delivery date was not... I was not an early... Right, right, early, early babies. babies. <laughs> right. And so my, my doctor just wasn't worried about it. They're like, you'll be fine. And so we got there. Did and you have to go on a later. boat or a plane? A plane. What? Is- hilarious. <laughs> uh, why in
0: my head do I think the only way to get to there was on a friggin' boat? Shannon, it's not the Victorian
1: age. they
0: are like, yeah, I'll pass the Titanic on the way. I don't even know what I'm saying.
1: Okay, continue. G- g- so it was a 27-hour flight. No, it wasn't. It was ridiculous. Well, I mean, there was layover. And your kids were young. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: And that's when you were that's like, crazy. I want more of this. I'm going to
1: homeschool. <laughs> no. No, that is what... Because, yeah, I wanted to homeschool. I remember, like, I'm watching my sister homeschool. It was looked really awesome. And then we had... I had a baby and a two-year-old. No, three-year-old. It was three. And then one in my belly. And then... We got over there, and I was like, you know, I really would love to send one of them to school, the preschool, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. um, he turned four in September, so mm-hmm. we got there in August. So, like, you know, a month later, but, yeah, I really would love to send one to school so I could just be home with the newborn and my toddler. and um, It's a totally different energy yeah. level, and,
0: like, when you have the baby and the toddler, it's a lot more like, okay, we can just do blocks on the floor. Mm-hmm. But with your eldest, you're always like, ah, they need new
1: experiences and they need like friends, and it's really hard. And being in Singapore, I didn't know how to get around. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have gone. I, I, it was a complicated process. So let me set the stage a little bit in Singapore. So we moved to Singapore, and like you, you asked about the culture, the learning culture. Um, now homeschooling is becoming more popular in Singapore. From but, like
0: Americans or no, for Singaporeans.
1: Singaporeans? Okay. Singaporeans. So which was pretty amazing mm-hmm. because while I was there, they had the first homeschool convention in Singapore. Which was, yeah. Uh, that You're was like, I felt like, no. yeah, I felt like, I felt like God just prepared that place for me. You <laughs> That sounds so great. Yeah. You can't I, help it. It was amazing. So I met some amazing Singaporean moms homeschooling and who had similar ways of homeschooling. To me, And I just wasn't expecting that. But most Singaporeans that I met or people that I met were like, well, how do you, the biggest question was, how are you going to do it all? You know, it, it was, and most, many Singaporean homes had helpers. They had mm. live-in help. Did you get to pay for one? No. Ah. No, we decided not to do that. Looking back, if we would have been there longer, I think it's something. Was it expensive or
0: was it something
1: that like. You know, to have somebody live with you and cook and clean your house for about $500 a month, that's not too bad. That's badass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> somebody please pay me that even. I'll take just that. No. What is that, $2 an hour? <laughs>
1: Hook a brother up. Yeah. So it was, I mean, but at first I was like, I mean, being an American, I couldn't wrap my brain around that. And like somebody I don't know is going to come with really me weird. and cook and take care of my kids. I'm like, that's, I couldn't get used to that. But once you're there and living in the culture, it's it, it almost, becomes more normal, yes, and you almost kind of need to do it to assimilate into the way the Singaporeans do I don't well, know
0: I know, okay, it. for instance, I know in Spain, one thing that really attracted my husband and I is as opposed to it saying like we live to work, they were very much like we work to live, and uh-huh. so there was a lot of emphasis on like leisure time, yes, fiestas, uh-huh. but. You know, I think also, like, the Spanish and the Italians, for instance. I'm Italian, y'all, and I love Spain, so, like, everything I say is completely out of love. Um, but I think that they are more know- known for just taking it chill. But I don't know if I've heard about that with Singapore.
1: No, you have that Chinese influence of, like, hard work. Work, 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 and work. And there's the stereotypical um, tiger mom. It's It's real and it's not real. Like, it's a stereotype, so, but... It, there is such a thing as, you know, parents who are really, um, intense with their kids and, and focused on academics and really pressure their kids to do well. I mean, there's a reason that Singapore is leading the, the world in, in academics, like especially math and science. Dude, I didn't even realize that. Well, I don't know if they're like the number one leader, but sure, they're up yeah. there. You when know? there's a
0: thousand countries, he could be, if you're in the top
1: 200, you're straight. Right. So exactly. But that's also why homeschool is growing there, because a lot of kids don't do well with that stress. Obviously, we all learn differently. And if you're a homeschool parent, then you understand that, you know, and um, for whatever reason you decided to homeschool, you can tell right away that one kid learns very differently from the other. And some kids really thrive in the Singapore educational system, and others don't. And the problem is they don't have a great solution for the ones. And I think that that's why homeschool is growing in Singapore.
0: So when your husband saw, I guess, like the Singapore model, is that what kind of turned him around or no?
1: No, no, no. What turned him around was way before that. We were living in Kansas. Okay. So Yeah, so we were living in Kansas. He was working um, for the GSA Same type of work, contracting officer. And what we saw was um, kids using, well, I'll just say it, whether or not you feel differently than I do is completely up to you, but um, kids using technology in preschool. And we're like, I don't know, we we just weren't okay with that, you know. And, And if you're a parent and you're okay with that, that's great, you do you. But I just... It wasn't for us. And then also, again, my sister is homeschooling her kids. And and he got to spend more time with her and our nephews and saw how much they loved learning Mm -hmm. and how much they enjoyed education. And it didn't have to be boring. And it wasn't all about tests. And so then he was like, he bought into it. (laughs) Then he was in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Isn't that like the best feeling? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but even though I knew like logically and emotionally that homeschooling would be a great fit for my family. Mm -hmm. I still had, I don't know if it was like Satan and his effing lies from hell, because you know how he do, Mm -hmm. and make you feel like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you might be ruining your kids. I don't know, like doesn't it just feel so good when your husband comes along beside you and says, don't listen to that shit, Mm -hmm. you've got this girl. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It just yeah. strengthens your resolve and one thing that Derek tells me, um, and I think he started telling me this whenever I started homeschooling our firstborn is I'm your biggest fan, <sighs> and it really made all the difference because I did feel like I was failing most days, mm-hmm. and and to hear him just say that give me that reassurance um, I'm your biggest fan, and I was and I was like you're right, these problems aren't real problems. They're just problems for today. They're just today's hard, hardship. And mm-hmm. let's call it what it is.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, and it's almost like it would be easier. I have this really romantic idea of living almost like a frontier life where it's you and your family and maybe there is a one-room schoolhouse. I don't know. But in my imagination, there's not so many pulls on your time. Yeah, And you stay with your family. Okay, you're going to go pick berries together. You talk about, I don't know, the the bugs that are eating the berries or whatever. And you have time for school and you sit and you read under a tree and things are just slower. You have no technology that's like constantly banging in your ear. Mm-hmm. I feel so pulled in a thousand directions. And yes. I feel like I wish I could just focus on my family and I'm just not
1: but as good at that. Like everything you do is for your family. I
0: mean yes and no okay for instance it's like have you ever gotten in the mood where you're like i'm organizing this effing pantry today yeah and That'll then the rest sure. it, and then nobody gets any attention because you're organizing it for hours yeah. because they've treated it <laughs> like a <laughs> mental hospital for seven yeah. years and then you're like i just eat oreos and I'm like watch netflix like i feel so bad about those days but it's like i really want to focus on this thing
1: i don't know <sighs> dude well you can't do it all you can't do it, dude. All. I literally wrote how to do it all, Singapore. Look at that; it's right back to it.
0: Boom, boom, boom. So in Singapore, when they were talking about yeah. how you were expected to do it all, how did you balance what their mom's expectations were versus
1: what your goals were for your family? Okay, well, I think I need to to back up and and share the story about a little bit more because we were under the military umbrella, so we um we were. I had Singaporean friends, but they were from our church. I had American friends, too, who were from the base, and we lived down the street from the American school. The Singapore American school is probably the best K through 12 school in the world.
0: What? Did you hear that, Singapore American School? Yeah, I, it's
1: really, yeah. Really? I, everybody extends their time in Singapore. All expats extend their time there if they can so their kids can graduate from that school. They have oh. scouts from Yale and Harvard there in a week. Is it like a, a homeschool co-op? or no, 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 no. It's a regular school. It's just an international mm-hmm. school. I mean, I learned this, too, the expat world. You know, you don't have to be military to live in other countries as an American. Right. Mm-hmm. Your company, you know, has um has offices somewhere and they'll hire people from the U.S. and then set up a school so your family can have an, an education like you would have had in the U.S. And something about, I, I can't tell you the history of or, or how it, it came to be that the American school in Singapore got to be so good, but I think it comes down to Singapore historically being a great place um for shipping and trade boats. Yeah. I effing said it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's tons of boats in Singapore. Yeah, off the, the bay and everything. So and and if you think about it, it's kind of the 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 center between the Western world and the eastern world. Okay, so like yeah, the world like is can come to Singapore, Europe can come to Singapore. So everybody gets to trade at Singapore, you know. So I think that's part of it historically is how it got there. But anyway, um so everybody my neighbors are sending their kids to the American Singapore American School. I mean it's walking distance away. It wouldn't be too hard for me to walk there with a baby and a stroller, drop my kid drop off. Drop of one off to
0: make it easier on you. Yeah.
1: Well the catch is is that the military um hit my husband's job will pay for um kindergarten and up, but they don't cover preschool, understandably so. But if we would have maybe started like when we lived in Japan, Japan Navy base is much bigger. There's actually schools on the base, um, and they would have provided preschool there. But being Singapore, the Navy base is so teeny tiny. There's no school on base. You're allowed to go, and choose where you want to send your kids to school. So I, it could have been a, I could have sent my kids to a Singaporean school or another school. But the catch is they don't pay for preschool, and so um, preschool you can teach that at home. You can teach that at home, but I wanted help. I wanted to take a kid to school yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have time with my baby and my toddler, maybe do some potty training. I just wanted a break. Yeah. And so, but I knew that adding actually, if I could, you know, hunker down and do some, some intentional learning with mm-hmm. my, with my preschool age boy, that. Our, our structure throughout the day, his behavior, mm-hmm. um, my schedule, my routine would just improve. 100%.
0: Yeah. I completely agree. It's the days when you actually have some sort of schooling lesson planned that I think our kids just thrive. Yeah. They love that structure. What do I expect next, mom? Yes. And then also, what are my expectations? Okay, I'm going to rise to those. Yeah. Because otherwise... They're all willy-nilly, and they don't know what's going to get them in trouble or what's going to – whatever.
1: The behavior I saw from those kids during time – before I started homeschooling was crazy. Now, I mean, now we had just taken – kids are very much aware at a very Mm -hmm. young age, so he was only four, but we took him away from everything he knew our neighbors our church in Kansas seeing Nana and Papa every other weekend you know like we took him away from all that so yeah it was hard for him to behave I was like I wanted him to go to school and get some help disciplining him and teaching him but the fact is for us to pay for preschool at that fancy school at the Singapore American school was going to be really expensive and preschool at any other Singaporean school was going to be really expensive and my husband told me no yeah, And that yeah. was that was what I prayed for. So mm-hmm. my prayer was, Lord, I feel like you're calling me to homeschool, but I don't want to. Right. If this is what you want me to do, you're going to have to take away all my options.
0: Why are we so cute? We're like, <laughs> Lord, make it so obvious. Because
1: <laughs> <That's> absolutely. <laughs> it's like Gideon it's, asking twice. Yeah. yeah. Are
0: you sure this fleece is wet? Y'all got to read Gideon in the Bible, y'all understand. Yeah, dude that's exactly how it is totally Mm -hmm. i think it's it's that whole coming from like not really trusting yourself but also in a way not trusting in the person god created you to be and the gifts he gave you and it's like if you put a desire on your heart to have children i would assume if you have that desire and you have a desire and, and you have a love for your children already you are more capable than any teacher Okay, guys. So I promised if you kept listening that you would receive a special secret code in order to get how much percent off?
1: Twenty percent off your first purchase.
0: Y'all, you don't even know how rare that is. You gotta think that's ten percent twice.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> it is a good deal. It Something good like deal. that. Whenever you're talking about the number one skincare brand in North America, twenty percent off is, is awesome yes
0: and i want to let you know you guys can find her on insta so even though we're like homeschooling weirdo moms we got that insta down Mm -hmm. actually i have instagram and i only have one post that's fine i'm learning (laughs) um but you can find her on instagram and i'm actually going to put all of these things we talked about into the show notes but her instagram handle is e peterson three and that's T as in Paul, E, T as in Tom, E, R, S, E, N as in Nancy, the number three, dot, my, R, N, F, dot, com. And R, N, F is Rodan and Fields. So hopefully you know Rodan's an R, Fields is an F. So it's R, N, F, dot, com. If you message her with this code, early birds, then you will qualify for 20% off your first order. It's super duper important that you guys contact her, though. Uh, there are ways when you go onto her Instagram that you can see her actual and Fields, you know, URL website jams. Uh, but she really wants to encourage you guys, and I do too, that you would contact her directly so that she can help you find the best skin care regimen for your skin type. Okay, dudes and dudettes, we just finished part one of episode 12, which means this is going to go into episode 13. I hope you enjoyed hearing what my friend Emily had to say, and I hope it was encouraging at least a little bit to hear that there's women all over the world that are going through struggles of all different kinds, and they are all trying to figure out how to get this homeschooling thing done well for their family. In the next episode, you're going to hear about more different changes that Emily had to go through, more houses that they had to move into, and more ages of children that she needed to figure out how to teach well. Navigating this homeschooling thing is always difficult, but it is also always rewarding. All right, guys, I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, share this share it share it share it please all right thanks so much love you guys and remember god totally loves you all the time